he's in his library. Confounded, madam, my language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire scythe mode. It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gondahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gondahar will be saved. The spice extends life. Silent Green is people! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. This is the first episode of the new year, 2022. It's a bit uh, belated as uh, circumstances has made it so we haven't had time to record uh, before now, really. But uh, now uh, things will hopefully uh, get uploaded smoothly and, <laughs> and in time and everything like that. Uh, but we're also making a difference to uh, the uh, sort of this is the schedule of our uh, uploads and that is one uh, once a month instead of twice monthly so yeah um, I was almost gonna say any questions <laughs> I was like what why would I ask you and I can't ask the listener either so like I don't know how are you doing I'm obviously a wreck <laughs> I'm kidding but how are you <laughs> I am Pretty good, pretty good. I'm mm. tired uh, because Great. Uh, yeah, oh my God, yeah, um, yeah. Since uh, I've been currently working as a teacher, and the past week has been a, a break from school for for the students mm. and for us mm. teachers, which means that I've had several days off. Which means that I've uh, like turned around uh, day and night cycle, uh, which I do. When I awesome. <laughs> Uh, like my my, no, my sort of feeling. natural sleeping schedule is go to bed around two in the night and then sleep until yeah. ten. Like that that's that's yeah. what I would love to always Your do. Your body likes that. Yes. Yeah, but I can't for obvious reasons because the society doesn't work on that time schedule. Which is like, can we make it more suitable for everyone? I feel like we all have different. In Utopia, in Utopia. Yeah. Well, I the thing guess, is, <laughs> okay, I'm going on a tangent here already. Please do. <laughs> the thing is that research actually says that everyone has different natural cycles, day and night cycles, because mm. like previously in uh, humanity's history, there were always supposed to be someone in the quote unquote tribe awake to look yeah. out for predators. So, like, oh, we are meant to sense. always have humans awake at all times of, of the day. It's just different humans. But we were made to be that way. Uh, and actually... Yeah, so... Yeah, actually... Yeah, it, so it, you, d- you do the late night shift. Exactly. Like, guarding exactly. the fire, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this uh, idea that we have today of, oh, you work 8 to 4 or 9 to 5 or whatever, that yeah. actually isn't healthy for a whole bunch of people because that's not their natural... Uh, day and night cycle um, and especially for kids they're talking about how the times of the school day isn't always good for them yeah uh, so it's complicated I've heard about that yeah I've heard about that like how um, it's probably not working out for most kids the way mm. we sort of make them do school but what you gonna do what you gonna do yeah well I when I talked to my mother about this she she was just like oh yeah but that's how society is you know you gotta learn to live with it and i'm just like but society How can change, change like... it to fit humans <laughs> <laughs> well, 
like she she she, she, so was one of, yeah, she was sort of the mindset that we adapt to fit society and i'm more like yeah. society has to adapt to fit us but okay yes <laughs> you, you know it's this wild idea like society is actually made for humans exactly <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the other way around like I'd, I'd get on board with with uh, your political career yeah, if you ever wanna <laughs> if you ever wanna dabble in that. I thank you. I'll I know you. I have one supporter at least. It's very right. <laughs> uh, I was thinking of something else which I think um, could be fun and relevant to bring up here, and that is the expansion of Viking booty. Yes. Don't know if, if we mentioned this like. Every now and then, I I think, especially if we have romance-heavy films, I feel like we bring this up. <laughs> <Yeah>. We <laughs> we both met through and are still part of a, a very fun romance book club that is alive and kicking and online. And one of the members has taken it upon herself to sort of, you know, make things happen. Let's say, yeah, make make it so it's just not a bunch of friends who talk about books every month, but actually yes. make it like. <laughs> An internet thing, you know. She wants to stream uh, our book discussions and everything. So make it so more people might be interested in joining and also like making content that could be fun for. But yeah, so anyways, uh, so the YouTube channel Viking Booty is more active. Like you just said, Linnea, she's making uh, her and another member is making like live streaming on Twitch and those are also uploaded on the on the YouTube channel which is called Viking Booty. So if you're interested in that and you like books and romance in the sort of fantasy, horror, science fiction uh, genres then yeah. check it out. And fun fact, the very prior to making a podcast, we made movie discussion <laughs> yes. videos on YouTube and those are <laughs> uploaded on the Viking Booty channel. <laughs> Right. I'm like scared of I'm like scared of rewatching those. I don't know how they've aged. Like they were they are four years old by now, I think. And Yeah, yeah. Something I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe they're great. Or maybe it's just awkward. I don't know. <laughs> well, we have sort of tentatively talked about maybe remaking some of them for the podcast. Yeah. Uh rewatching yes. the movies and talking about them again. So it might be interesting in that regard to go back and see Definitely. maybe if our opinions changed. Um, I do feel like one one or, or twice of those films do deserve like more than what they got, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. love to watch The Wicked Man again, the original Wicked yes. Man, and talk about that. Uh, and also we watched Star Crash for the channel, which yes. gave the name to the podcast. So, you yes. know, that's sort of... So. <laughs> We should make it come full circle. Exactly, exactly. This be the season to sort of get into that. And we also watched the Braxis Guardian of the Universe, but I'm not sure we want to revisit that one. I think that should be left in the archives, honestly. <laughs> Booties and uh, books and films aside, we watched a family-oriented, I'm going to call it, uh, sci-fi action uh, film called uh, The Cat from Outer Space from 1978. It's directed by Norman Tokar, maybe pronouncing that incorrectly, which I feel like I say in every episode, and yet I'm equally sorry (laughs) this time if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I will do better. Uh, Yeah, uh, would would you run us down the 
plot for Cat from Outer Space? Well, I think the title of the movie actually describes it quite well. Uh, Definitely. There's uh, an alien spaceship that lands on Earth and outsteps a cat. Uh, or Well, it's an alien, but it looks like a cat. Uh, the military finds his landed spaceship and you know they're mm-hmm. kind of like oh we need to take this in, into custody and oh it's, it's the Russians etc etc uh, very sort of paranoid about it all uh, but the spaceship needs repair before uh, the cat can leave uh, he acquires the help of a scientist uh, called Frank who uh, the cat sort of sneaks into this meeting that the military has with uh, a bunch of scientists where they're sort of trying to figure out things about uh, some of the technology from the spaceship. And uh, Frank sort of catches the cat's attention because he's like, oh, this is a clever human. I'm, I'm going to uh, ask him for help. Uh, yeah. And the, yeah, the cat has a color that makes it able to speak to the humans or project its thoughts or something of that nature. Uh, so he, he asks Frank for help. And the cat gets the nickname Jake, though it actually has uh, another name, Sooner or J something something. <laughs> exactly. Something. <laughs> uh, but he's referred to as Jake throughout the movie. Um, and they sort of have to fix up the spaceship without the military knowing, because the military isn't um, sort of friendly in this regard. Uh, it's, it's actually quite a weird mix of antagonists in this movie, but I guess we'll talk yeah. about that later. <laughs> More complicated than one might Exactly, expect. exactly. <laughs> um, and they figure out, Jake and Frank, they figure out they need a whole bunch of gold for the spaceship to repair yes. it. And they say that, oh, well, that costs a lot of money, so we need money. How do we get money? Well, we make bets, because Jake can, like, control the balls in the football game and everything and, and the balls in the in the pool hall so that they win. Uh, which, I mean, how no one sort of caught on to the cheating and everything, I don't know. It was yeah. just so weird. Uh, it's but anyway. ridiculous the way it looks, but yeah. Yeah, they spent a huge amount of the movie betting on sports and everything to try and win money so they can buy the gold. <laughs> and you know, I, I feel like there's an easier way to do this, but yeah, you know, yeah. And they, there's, they, yeah, there's they a like, whole, we're not going to half-ass this. <laughs> there's a whole hullabaloo when Jake gets sedated by a veterinarian, so he can't yeah. actually, you know, fix the game so they win, so they have to yeah. find another way and they go to this gaming den that is maybe run by the mob it's not quite clear kind of looks like it <laughs> yeah that it's sort of the implication i think uh that it is run by the mob uh, <laughs> but anyway eventually they get the gold and they try to get to the spaceship so they can install this gold and make it function again but there is another antagonist just a not just the military because there's a guy that's been following them around and and spying on them who works for a guy called Mr. Olympus, who is this like evil Bond villain, very sort of cartoony almost in his portrayal. He's like, oh, this is te- great technology to take over the world, <laughs> sort of like that. Uh, and he wants, you know, the technology of uh, the cat and everything. So he kidnaps uh, the love interest, both the love interest of Frank and the love interest of Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute Lucy cat. Bell. Yes, very cute uh, Persian cat called Lucy Bell. 
Uh, and it all ends with uh, a air chase between a helicopter and this like really derelict mm-hmm. World War Two fighter plane. Shouldn't be in the air, uh, kind of derelict. Is, I, I mean, in the movie, it's said that Jake makes it fly. Because it's so, it's in such a poor quality that it shouldn't be able to fly. But you see actual flying scenes with it, or at least a version of it, that still looks very derelict. And yeah. I'm just like, how the heck does that fly? I don't know. Uh, but it's, right. it's yeah. <laughs> it's a very action-packed ending, at least. And, but eventually it all ends happily. Though Jake is not able to leave before the sort of time, um, time slot uh, in which he, he had to... Uh, so he stays on Earth with Frank and Lucy Bell and Liz, who is, uh, I think, Frank's girlfriend at this point. Yes. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a happy ending, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, it's it's just like, it's so, uh, I think, like, fast-paced would be a good way to put it. And also super family-friendly and also funny, for the most part. I, I found it funny. Uh, I will say, though, the whole betting section, which does take up a good chunk of the film, uh-huh. was my least favorite part of the film, unfortunately. It's just uh, so long. It, like, it's so long. Ugh. And like I, I also, I feel like certain things... Uh, it's kind of funny because it happened to another film that I was watching um, ju- just like the other day called... Uh, the Sting, also from the same, you know, a seventies film starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman, and it was it was a really good film. I do recommend it, but it's again like <laughs> with betting on horses and things like that. I was like <laughs> two films involving betting and 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 trying to make money when cheating and things like that in one week is a lot, <laughs> and they're from the same era. I don't know if it was a major in. Thing, but whatever and it's just like when they talk about certain things and they and they sort of assume that you understand mm. most intricacies of that thing like for example uh, I think it was baseball or something no it was um, what's it called basketball and then you had pool and I don't understand pool like at all and I don't know if young children understands pool either like I don't know, but but I felt like y- you would understand and feel more of of like the um, the weight of things if you understood stand pool and and things like that. And I, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of weird. I feel like maybe winning winning the lottery or like maybe cheating on sort of carnival games or whatever mm. it's called. You know, like if they had sort of incorporated that into how they were gonna make money, that would. That would seem more childlike to me. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What's what's your feeling on 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 that section and like those things that I brought up there? Well, I I just don't understand what the creators think that in in the terms in terms of betting. What is it mm. in that that children would like? Like children yeah. barely has any concept of what betting is. I think. Um, right. Or at least modern ones. I mean, I don't know about 1978. Maybe it was different yeah. then. But but it's no. just. Yeah. Children, when when they want this heist or this adventure of getting the money so they can fix the spaceship, you know, they want 
something a bit more adventurous, I think, instead of just yeah. sort of going, oh, now they're watching this ball game, and now they're watching this ball game, and the horse race, and the pool, and everything. It's a and television series. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's strange. And hmm. I think it's, one, it's too drawn out. Like, there's too many yeah. steps to it. Uh, yeah. And three, you know, it's... it's why betting? You know why? Yeah. Why teach children about betting? Because that's kind of what this does. <laughs> oh my god! So true. So true. And you know, it struck me like something like a race, like a car chase, like a car race, or uh, maybe like oh, you know. Um, okay, I'm I'm gonna go uh, in different directions here, but we don't have any children in this film at all. Like we have the cats and no. we have the adults, and I think like maybe like i don't think children are necessary for a children's film i absolutely think they can enjoy it and anyways but i think let's just play with the idea like let's say we have uh, a child character or, or two in in this film as well and you have one of those uh races you know where you make your own little car out of cardboard and things like that with a parent or some other adult in your life and they and they go for lodbils race. <laughs> I don't know what's the English word for it, but like a cardboard box car chase race. <laughs> I'm drowning, Linnea. I'm drowning. <laughs> Anyways, and like if they were somehow maybe able to make money off of that, perhaps. You know, that's a bit of like you have to make things and you still possibly have to cheat like on the actual race day. But they could use their sort of like engineering scientist minds to make a really good car. But then maybe one of the bad guys sort of intervenes somehow and messes with the car. And I don't know, something that just feels a bit more uh, with a bit more agency than just going to the local pool dump where there's just a bunch of old people. Um, mm. sitting around it would feel a bit more exciting I think and more appropriate perhaps but I don't know the reception of this film in its time so I don't know if this was like you know well loved and like oh my god I just love the pool section of this film <laughs> but those are maybe some tweaks I would make <laughs> if uh, I had the I script. Think, yeah, I think, and I've only read up a little bit on this, but I think it was moderately well rece received. Um, yeah. Not like a huge success, but also not a huge flop, kind of that situation. Yeah. So okay. it, it went off as well as you can expect, I think, for a movie like this. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is, I mean, we presented it as, as a family film, which means that it should appeal yeah. to kids and adults alike. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think it does, but I also think that, you know, the whole betting and gambling uh, scenes, they could have switched that out for something that feels more relevant for children. Um, because, mm. you know, children... You know, the way their imagination works is kind of different than, than a lot of humans, or a lot of adults, I think. <laughs> than humans. <laughs> no, not humans, adults. I love that Freudian slip. <laughs> um, but they, they, you know, when they watch movies, they need to feel that they can relate to it, that it's relevant for them. Um, 
is at least you know sort of my experience with with children's films um and i don't think that this film fully succeeds with being that you know it's not fully relatable for for children yeah yeah i think i think i i kind of feel like if if whoever wrote this would have incorporated children characters then they would have to sort of think about certain things and how where does a child fit into a situation like this like an, an alien that looks like a cat and that needs an, a, a rip, ship repair and uh, and you have like I, I, I don't know maybe a divorced like I know this is the 70s and it's it's Disney but like maybe a divorced dad and maybe maybe Liz is a divorced mom and mm. and maybe the children can sort of also sort of have a hand in their dating schemes you know like there are so many things you could do if you just like play around like what can we do if we have children also in this mix um i don't know that's kind of my uh, why i don't think this is as funny and as memorable as i think it could be Mm. because it it's got a lot of things going for it i felt like when i was watching it yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, the cats, or the cats, mm. I should say, are absolutely adorable. And yes, I mean, talking about animal actors, it's sort of a special situation because, you know, mm. they're animals and you can't really direct them in the same way that you can humans. But the animal actors in this are great. Like, yes, so good. I, I'm, I'm just sitting there like, how can they make the cats do all these things? How can they? Right. Yeah, it's, oh. I freaking love this cat. And I was looking at the IMDb here just to sort of like, oh, well, what, what's, <laughs> what's the cat actor? Uh, unfortunately, uh, no name on IMDb. Um, I'm sure it's in the credits uh, in the film, but unfortunately, no named cat. Well, Wikipedia has it listed as Rumpler and Amber, uh, brother and sister <laughs> and Brazilian cats. Um, but that is wikipedia i can't confirm i haven't checked the sources on that i've i've freaking so much want a cat right now like it's in general i want a cat but like this film has really made me like check all those like cats without a home (laughs) adopt an adopt an adult cat (laughs) But, but i can't have one right now i don't think it'd be fair to have one right now because i don't think i can make it work really but but like man i want a cat i want a fun cat Mm. that's drops things from the counters and shits in my <laughs> no I'm kidding no, t- anyways uh, any other takeaways or any other things that you want to highlight well, I kind of wanted to highlight um, the military uh, they yeah. are in the beginning of at least in the beginning of the film they are sort of the main antagonist and then this Mr. Yeah. Olympus sort of appears later uh, but they are this so well, funny because they're yes sort of bumbling idiots. <laughs> yes, I love them. <laughs> they have this this structure of um, oh I don't remember the order with which they say them, but you know the 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 head guy, the general. He sort of yeah, when, yeah. when when he's ordering people around, he says it to his, his next in command, which is like oh you know colonel, and then the colonel says sergeant, and the sergeant says oh, and it goes just goes down, and they just say each, each other's titles, and it eventually yeah. comes to the the last of the line and he's like yes sir and <laughs> he gets right. to do the dirty work <laughs> yeah it's fantastic i think 
I agree with you. Like the military is a highlight. Uh, also, I freaking love that scene when, when they are all running around and like they're like there are bright lights everywhere, like spotlights everywhere, and they're, they're trying to catch, uh, like whoever is intruding. Because also another ability that um, Jake has, the cat, is to sort of freeze people. Mm. So ugh, they freeze, and one one of the uh, soldiers. Uh, is really spooked by a fellow soldier and uh, his dog. They're just like completely frozen. So he sounds the alarm, and then we have utter mayhem yes. for a few minutes of everyone <laughs> just running around. And you have this this man who wears a sweater, and that is like the the scientist who's helping Jake. Jake. And he runs around, and I'm like, how is no one seeing exactly. this man running around with a cat? And it's just, it's, it's funny. It's funny. It's like <laughs> genuinely funny. Yeah, the alarm has sounded, which means, yeah. should mean that like security is just all up and tight and yes. everything. But yes, instead, it's just are. people sort of, like you say, running around aimlessly and driving. jumping into cars and driving. And it's just, there seems to be no structure to it at all. Yeah. And the guy who is intruding and the cat, they mm-hmm. can just sort of walk through this freely that no one noticed. And it's just like, yeah, oh, this is so funny. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's bonkers. And I love it. Like, and it's got, it's, I think it's got a lot of those moments where I genuinely chuckle and, and I'm entertained. So even though like I had my whole, spiel there about like the the pool betting thing not being maybe my favorite i still think it's very entertaining and and worth your while if like if you just want something that's a bit heartwarming and probably i think this would be fun for kids too but i don't know like i i feel like i would have liked it as a kid but i also liked uh which i was reminded of when i was Searching for a place to watch this, which, spoiler alert, it's it's on Disney Plus, of course it is. Um, but I was looking around and I was reminded of a film that I watched as a young kid called Tom- Tomasina. Mm. It's also like a cat film. I don't remember specifics, but I remember watching the shit of that on a VHS or something. So, uh, And I think that's from the same era. So I, th- I think you could enjoy this as a child today. Well, I wasn't a child today. I was a child today, like, 25 years ago. <laughs> but still. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's Children today are very hard to impress, I must say. Um, <laughs> oh, they are? Okay. Yes. Well. <laughs> um, I watched in school recently, um, because we had been talking about um, fairy tales and, and things like that. Mm. Um, and it was... Sh- shortly before um, a break, not this Easter break, but an earlier break. Yeah. And, you know, we were just sort of rounding things off and making things easy. So I decided to watch a movie with them. And we watched yeah. the original Beauty and the Beast because it tied in very well with what we had talked about mm. in classes. Mm. Uh, and the consensus in the class was sort of like, eh, the modern one is better. You know, the live action <laughs> one. And I'm just like, <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Why? Like I okay, so I haven't seen the one with Emma Watson because that's the versions yes. you're talking about, right? Yeah. I haven't seen that one and it's been quite some years since I watched the 90 am I making it? 91? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh but I I do remember really liking that as a child. And I don't see, like are they so different? Like 
Yeah, um, I mean, I, I oh, think as, as far as the modern Disney live-action remakes, I think the Beauty and the Beast one is okay. Like, it's not okay, the worst yeah. of the bunch, but I also don't think it's great. Like, there are, there are a few changes that I make that I think improve the movie, but there are also mm, changes mm. that I make that I think not improve the movie. Um, yeah. And I'm also not a huge Emma Watson fan. Like, yeah. She's fine. She's fine, but I don't think she's great. I don't think I've seen her in that many things, to be honest. No, I'm no, I mean, to... it's mostly Harry Potter, you know, that's what, she, what she's yeah. most known for. Uh, but but the, the modern Beauty and Beast, it's watchable, but... I don't think it holds a candle to the uh, mm. original animated Disney movie, which I think is like one of the best movies Disney ever made. Uh, in my opinion, it's like one of my probably top movies of all time. I love it. Uh, so you know, to say that eh, the newer one was better, I'm just like, no, it's so, it hurts <laughs> yeah. my heart to hear yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Can imagine, like, oh no. Uh, <laughs> So I'm not Aww. sure how kids today would receive Cat from Outer Space. Uh, it's, mm, it might appeal to some, they would, but I don't think... They, they would, would need to be all. younger, probably. Uh, yeah. They would need to be younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. No. Maybe for edit, edit it down. <laughs> the best bits. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think else. if you make it shorter, because Cat from Outer Space is fairly long. I think it's like one hour, yeah. 50 minutes or something. It's oh a little God, bit that long. is so long. Yeah. It's, it's way too long. long. Cut that whole pool section. I'm <laughs> telling you, like, do it. Don't need it. It's not fun. And also, mm. other things yeah. that they sort of cut down on is um, one thing that Jake can do is make things levitate. Um, and they sort of, they really like that special effects that I had for levitation, apparently, because they show it off all the time. And first oh, yeah. of all, True. there is the moment where Jake show it off to Frank so he makes Frank levitate and then later on when they are has snuck on onto the military base and they're trying to figure out what's wrong with the spaceship uh, they make Frank levitate again and he's sort of just wow playing around and I'm just like you did that the first time though <laughs> you know it's you, you don't have to do this twice and then they introduce um a friend of Frank's who will help them with the, the gambling and everything and they have to show off the levitation for him uh, and mm-hmm. then in the end there's this judge where you know Jake has received uh, citizenship in America and he makes the judge levitate and I'm just like there's so much oh, levitation and oh, God, it doesn't need right, to be right. all this uh... which is so weird because I feel like the freezing thing is kind of more fun in a way because you could free someone, paint a moustache on them, and then make them unfreeze. Like, yeah, hilarious. So many things you could do with that. Put funny hats on them. Yeah, because as it is now with the levitation, it's mostly... U- it's never really... Well, the only time it's really utilized uh, from a functional standpoint is when they have Frank levitate on top of the spaceship to yeah. install a thing there. But otherwise, it's always just used to sort of make people go, wow. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's sort of this, Jake has to prove that he's really an alien cat kind of thing, so he makes mm. people levitate. And he makes Frank levitate twice. And both <laughs> times, Frank is sort of like, oh, this is so cool, I gotta, you know, play around with it. And I'm just like, you don't need to do this twice. You already know that... <laughs> You Frank can make you levitate, so you know. Maybe don't do this in the middle of the military base while you're yes. secretly there. And, you know. Like focus on the task. 
This is why you were thrown out from the meeting in the beginning of the film. Like, focus. No one wants jokes right now. Uh, Yeah. How do you feel about Liz? Like, she was quite prominent in the film. Yeah, Liz. What does she contribute to the film? (laughs) Is my response. (laughs) Question. (laughs) Me too. And I was sort of... Okay, so here was another sort of disappointment or like where I feel like they could have expanded things. So she's also a scientist. Um, And I feel like... Why... um, She should have been told way earlier on and could have helped things, you know? Like also she had more of an in with... Um, as I took it, like, w- with the top brass of the, the military and, you know. So so she probably could have been very instrumental in moving things along quicker, mm. is my take. And just kind of weird how, how even though she's, like, also top-tier scientist, like, she's not utilized in that way mm. at all, to my, to my remembering. Yeah, um, because in, in the beginning... Yeah. The military has invited like the top scientists to look at this yeah. this device from the spaceship and sort of figure out what is it or it's you know an energy source of some kind. And she's invited to that. Frank yeah. is not. She's the one who no. says maybe you should make Frank look at this because he's a brilliant physicist. <laughs> oh, sorry. I <laughs> and, have and I have to chime yeah. in here. I have to chime in, here. but yeah. this is the funniest thing. She. <laughs> She said, there's a brilliant young scientist. Yeah. And I was like, wait, <laughs> because he's he's not young. I'm so sorry. Not, I don't mean to be an ageist. He, he's not young. <laughs> I don't know where she got that from. I'm sorry. I, I, I liked this review on Letterboxd for this movie. Uh, it's by uh, a, a member called Cecily. And she yeah. wrote, ah, the good old days when you could make a kid's movie about a brilliant young physicist who's only 45 years old. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh my God, that's brilliant. I have to. Okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm going on letterbox later and like liking the shit out of that. Because I was, that was like a running joke because my partner was also like going in and out, like watching this with me. And that was like a running joke. <laughs> that we had while watching this like oh look at the brilliant young scientist <laughs> like like it was oh it was so funny sorry uh, just like a short note there while you were explaining <laughs> the situation yeah but so, yeah, uh, she invites him yeah yeah i mean the, the point is that you know she's invited to this meeting in the beginning because supposedly she's best in her field or something yeah. and frank is not apparently uh yet he's the one who does all the quote-unquote sciencing in the movie yeah and liz is mostly there to sort of she tries to get a date with him on multiple occasions he he yeah. invites her to dinner but then he has a cancel because jake has trouble and then he says oh well a picnic instead and then she comes to the and says oh we, we schedule a picnic now and and frank is like oh no we need to do this for jake and you know it's it's that kind of back and forth between them. 
Um, yeah. And then eventually, quite far into the movie, Liz learns that Jake is actually an alien. Uh, and then she's sort of on board with helping him and everything. She takes it so well. So I feel yeah. like they must feel so stupid for not involving her earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where she could have exactly. been amused, like, oh um, my god, idiots. <laughs> but she doesn't She doesn't get to contribute any of nope. her scientific knowledge. Because in the end, what she does is end up as a damsel in distress. Because Which she gets I kidnapped and taken aboard a helicopter and then the helicopter malfunctions so the other guys jump out and she's left alone and then they have to transfer her and Lucy Bell on board Jake's and Frank's airplane in mid-air because they can't land the helicopter and it's just I mean it's fun it's exciting it's you know a lot of adrenaline pumping in that situation but it's just sort of like is that all you had to do with that character <laughs> Right, like it's it's. I think it's, it's it's honestly. It would have been fine if if she sort of happened to be in that situation, like the last one in the in the, in in the uh, helicopter, and like uh, that could have been fine if her role beforehand had had more depth to it, than oh my god, you should get your cat to veterinary, or are we gonna go to a date soon like that's mm. her only role so far so unfortunately another ball dropped uh, in this film we've got the pool uh, pool embedding we've got the female character Liz and uh, too much levitation going on <laughs> yes these things need to be addressed <laughs> and also and yeah okay okay so i need to go back to the pool betting here because please what do. They do what they try to do to make to, to win all that money that they need oh, oh, I know is what that gonna, yeah. yeah they they try to to uh, get the odds as as mm-hmm. what do you say uneven as possible you know one to make more odds money and one yeah. really high odd you know uh, yeah. and and they say that Liz you got to play pool because she's like uh... I don't know what I'm doing I don't know how it works I have never tried this <laughs> so they're like you're really high high odds on you um, and. <laughs> What ends up happening is that they make like a first attempt and she re- she loses like greatly because Jake is mm. sedated and Frank is the one trying to use the collar to levitate things but he can't really do it as as, as uh, it's supposed to be done. So so they lose apparently. But then they mm. say but if we do it the second time then the odds must be even higher for her because she's already lost once because now mm. Jake is awake so now he can fix it all. And they are like, oh, well, if she does it again and she does it blindfolded and everything and, you know, she does it and obviously she wins because Jake is controlling all the balls, etc. And it's just, I don't understand how anyone (laughs) could believe that scenario. No, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so obvious. Like one guy, you know, he, he makes the ball go everywhere and then the ball sort of magically reposition themselves as they were in the beginning you know this, this triangle and it's just like yeah that doesn't actually happen and then when Liz does it with blindfold and everything all the balls go in the holes as they're supposed mm-hmm. to do and it's just like yeah even if you can't say how it's cheating it's obviously cheating you know in <laughs> yes, some way in this somewhere instance, there's a magnet yeah. that's at work <laughs> In this instance, it's... it is an alien cat controlling the things, yeah. and levitating them, and you know, moving them and everything. But it's still obviously cheating. You know, it's, oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's like 
it's yeah, I, I get that it's supposed great. to be funny, and it's a children's slash family flick, but uh, I kind of I, I had difficult suspending my belief in that situation. Um. It's just too much. It's just too much. I, that that whole that whole scene needs to be taken out, basically. Mm. I do, the more I think of it, like the less I like it because I just wasn't entertained at all during it. Which It's really, it's like, it's like a turd between two perfectly good bread, um, bread slice, bread slices. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, and I'm thinking of like how, how my feelings are about Miss Miss was Mr. Olympus. What was his name? The bad guy. I mean, her. I think it was Mr. Olympus. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Olympus. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Olympus. Um, I think he was serviceable as the bad guy or the antagonist nearing the end. Uh, I don't know what your feelings are on him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was he was fun. He was really yeah. hamming it up with. You know, the oh, for sure. evil guy who wants to take over the world kind of character. And, you know, he was... I, I, I get the impression that the actor was very much aware of what kind of movie he was starring in. <laughs> and yeah. just sort of going with it and having a great time doing it. So, yeah, he was, he was really good. But I think one thing that sort of really baffled me, because we have one of his henchmen throughout all of the movie, really. I think uh, he, he's with from the very beginning who who spies on Frank and Liz and Jake mm. and we we sort of know that he has contact with someone and they are exchanging mm. secret information etc etc and it all sort of leads up to this point where we have this dramatic reveal of you know I don't remember if he Mr. Olympic like stepped into the light or he turned his chair around or whatever it was but it was one of those sort of scenes and it's this mm. big reveal of oh this is the bad guy and I'm just sitting there like who the heck is this <laughs> like who <laughs> I think if it had it been like the the army guy or or I, I don't know something but it was a bit like what <laughs> okay I'm just like why, I why guess... should I care about this like, yeah, like, uh, is this a crossover <laughs> thing from another film? And we, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was weird. It was weird. <laughs> they spent so much of the ti- time in the movie just sort of hiding his 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 identity. and Face, you know, yeah. It's a big yeah. secret and it's going to be a big reveal. And, like, and then it's revealed what? and you're just like, ah? <laughs> like, it's like, what? someone. <laughs> so yeah. weird. <laughs> but yeah, so like... Lots to enjoy um, and lots to sort of criticize and maybe skip when watching it. But <laughs> overall, I'd say it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fine family film. I think you could try it on a child and see if they like it, uh, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but like you said, it's one hour and 45 minutes. So that's a tall order for a child who is maybe used to iPads. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know any any other like last um, comments or. Um, no, I I mean I think I fully agree with you. It's it's a serviceably good film. You know, it's not great, um, but it's nothing hugely wrong with it. Like overall, I look back on it and I think, yeah, that was kind of a fun ride. You know, a cat from outer space and hijinks and Zeus and you know, it, it was, 
it was pretty good. Well, then I am just rather intrigued if uh, you have a Gordon to hand out. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And as certain developments has happened with Oscars, <laughs> perhaps it really is the only sort of award <laughs> worthwhile. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> what sort of Gordon do you want to hand out? <laughs> Oh, no, I just had this idea that we should make like our own game show episode where <laughs> we have like all the flashy sound effects and it's just glamour yes. and, and we make the whole thing yes. up and giving out Gordons to the movies of the year. <laughs> Honestly, we should, we should do that. We should dress up and like go full. I'm, I'm not going to say Oscars. I'm going to say go full Gordons. <laughs> And just like glam and do video special at exactly. the end of the year. Yes. Just go for it. <laughs> I'm on board with that. <laughs> but it's anyway, gonna... yes, yeah. Gordon for uh, Cat from Outer Space. Well, I would very much like to give uh, the Gordon for Best Actor and Actress to the cats who play Jake. Yes. Uh, according to Wikipedia, they are called Rumpler and Amber, and they Fuck were yeah. absolutely the best cat actors I've ever seen. Uh, so good. <laughs> love them. Great Gordon. Uncontroversial and everything. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so f- moving on from that then, I am interested if you have any double features to recommend. Some sort of media, could be film, could be book, could be uh, chewing gum. Something that you feel is uh, is a good... Good goes good goes away goes well my god goes well <laughs> point cat from outer space well if you want to sort of dive into the more how should I say it, the more vintage Disney mm. live action science fiction movies like cat from outer space I would also go with Moon Pilot from 1962 uh, it doesn't involve a cat unfortunately uh, but it is about uh, a guy who gets chosen to be um, like the f- the astronaut who's supposed to be the first man to fly around the moon or land on the moon or something like that. Um, and he is, in uh, throughout the movie, approached by a woman who appears to maybe be a spy or something. She knows things she's not supposed to know, but it actually turns out she's an alien and she's sort of chosen him to make contact. And it's kind of romantic as they fall in love and everything. And um, it's, it's quite fun. Um, and I remember, actually, ooh, I don't remember what intro it's one of the star crash intros that we've used where i actually used the quote from this film um it goes something like this uh you know good heavens general that sounds like a woman oh yeah a woman impossible and that's uh, <laughs> at one point in the end of the film well now we're kind of spoiling things but she's with uh the main guy on board his spaceship but she's not supposed to be there and everything and the the, the guys on earth is listening and they're like where did this woman come from on the spaceship? <laughs> it's just it's a very fun uh, situation. Woman? Uh, <laughs> and there's also a, a pretty good song that uh, is a song, uh, I think, more than once in a movie uh, called The Seven Moons of Beta Lyrae. Uh, it's quite nice, actually. I'm also going to throw out a double feature. And I'm doing like, <laughs> I don't know if du- blind double feature is a thing. I feel like we have recommended things that we haven't watched, but we feel like are so similar. So I'm just going to like double down <laughs> on Tomasina, so the three lives of Tomasina, because, you know, why not? Like, I remember liking it a lot as a child. I have no idea if it's problematic or 
scandalous is any in any way honestly like if it is in some way i'm sorry for for bringing it up but if you know if you want more vintage cats then i think it might be worth checking out but uh, yeah <laughs> anything else that we uh we want to no no i think uh, you know cat from outer space is available on disney plus and uh I think that's quite a nice thing that they are bringing back these sort of older films that might not otherwise get that much attention. Um, and Cat from Outer Space, it's not a perfect film, but it is quite fun uh, for the most part. So, you know, check it out. And uh, if you have seen it already, perhaps uh, you can reach out to us at starcrashpodcast at gmail.com uh, or you can uh, reach out to me. I'm Robert Maria, all over the place. Uh, you can go to my link tree, which is slash Robert Maria, if you like to find me and DM me about things. Uh, I would uh, always, I'm always open to talk about movies, and you know, Cat from Outer Space is uh, one that I can talk more about if uh, the opportunity arises. But anyway, join us next time as we sit down and talk about another movie. Bye bye. Bye.